RCMP officer being investigated for uttering threats and making racist comments. Little girl whose remains were found in a dumpster more than a year ago is finally identified. Toxic drug deaths spike in Alberta. Man shot and killed inside an emergency room in British Columbia. 88 potential bodies found at the site of a former residential school north of Edmonton. And riots in France over the police murder of an Arab teenager. Good morning. It's Friday, June 30th. I'm Nora, and here are your headlines. First, we start in Winnipeg this morning, where an RCMP officer has been accused of uttering threats and using what the Winnipeg Free Press calls quote-unquote racial comments. The target of these comments was a driver who was with his family. The story in the Winnipeg Free Press doesn't make a ton of sense, but here's what they say happened. Quote, a driver who was traveling with his family reported seeing another vehicle's driver break behind him, roll down his window, and then utter threats and make quote-unquote racial comments before driving off. The vehicle was registered to an RCMP officer who was off duty at the time. I imagine we should be saying racist comments as racial comments wouldn't be investigatable. The Winnipeg police are routinely accused of racism and racist conduct by racial justice activists in that city. This news comes just a few days after the Winnipeg police settled a new tentative deal with the city of Winnipeg that will give them wage increases of 3.13% annually. That will cost the city $57 million over the life of the contract. Next to Toronto, where the little girl whose remains were found on May 2nd, 2022, have finally been identified. She was found wrapped in a blanket and left in a dumpster at Castle Frank Road and Dale Avenue. The girl was just four years old, and her name was Nivea Tucker. She was from Toronto. The Toronto Police press release fails to offer much new information. Despite how long ago her body was found... They seemingly haven't advanced at all in their investigation related to cause of death. They don't say how they believe she died, though they do say that it could have happened as early as summer or fall of 2021. After all this time, it's hard to believe they've ascertained so little information from the state that her body was in. Nevea was black. The racism of both police and media has meant that this story has received very little attention, with perhaps the exception of a few Toronto-based journalists. Hank Edzinga from the Toronto Police said that no charges have been laid, and so they are not yet considering this a homicide. They were able to identify her thanks to someone tipping them off about a different victim. They have been in touch with Nivea's mother. Next, news I'd like to highlight coming from the website Drug Data Decoded from Ewan Thompson. Thompson analyzes the recent news that Alberta has experienced a spike in toxic drug deaths. In March, Alberta experienced its fifth highest spike of toxic drug-related deaths, and in April, it was the highest, with 179 people dying that month alone. The data isn't yet complete, and Thompson says that it should be expected that deaths will rise by about 10% based on previous trends, once they finally have all of the data. Thompson helpfully explains all the reasons for why these numbers are climbing, from the government of Alberta's refusal to create safe use spaces where if someone has a medical emergency, they can receive care right away, the elimination of safe supply in the province, cracking down on unhoused people, and failing to decriminalize drugs. 
I'll also quote Thompson on a very weird detail. The guy here he mentions is Dr. Robert Tangay, the new police commissioner for the city of Calgary. Quote, the UCP declared open season on psychedelics-based addiction and PTSD treatment. Tangay's company, the Newly Institute, sells its psychedelics-guided services to Calgary police. So it's a bit weird that he's now a sitting Calgary police commissioner. Unquote. I, uh, which, uh, what? What? <laughs> Okay, now to Hope, British Columbia, where on Wednesday, police fatally shot someone inside the emergency department of the Fraser Canyon Hospital. The events started with two vehicles crashing on the Coquihalla Highway. Multiple people were hurt and taken to hospital, reports Global News' Amy Judd and Simon Little. While in the ER, two people involved in the crash got in a fight. Paramedics called on police to intervene. Then the story has a bunch of passive language. Some of the language is quoted, but the quotes actually don't say where it's coming from. And so I'm going to assume it's coming from the police, but they don't say. Anyway, it says that, quote unquote, an interaction occurred and that it, quote, resulted in one officer discharging their firearm, unquote. We are expected to imagine what that's supposed to mean. Global spoke to one person who said that they heard multiple gunshots. There are videos from the ER, but the head of the internal investigations body of the police said, quote, he is not sure how much of the shooting it does actually show, unquote. I gotta be honest with you, a police shooting inside an ER seems like a new low or a really big low, if maybe not the newest low. That's a place where people are in crisis all the time. And for a police officer to have opened fire and killed someone in there, that should be national news. And frankly, it's a demonstration that the police in hope are out of control. This next story is about the possibility that bodies have been found at the site of former St. Bruno's Indian Residential School. So if you need to turn off the volume for a couple of minutes, take three and you should be fine. Next to Jussard, Alberta, where University of Alberta researchers have found evidence of 88 suspected unmarked graves at the site. Jussard is about 335 kilometers northwest of Edmonton. The potential graves were found outside of where the school's cemetery was, which, pause, even the fact that these schools had cemeteries is horrifying. I never went to a school that had a cemetery as part of it. But even still, the areas were identified by ground-penetrating radar led by survivors of the school. Finding evidence through ground-penetrating radar is only a first step. More than 1,100 people gathered at Jussard on Saturday for a blanket ceremony, reports Ratika Dubé from the Canadian Press. The next phase of expanding and deepening the search will be complicated by the size of the territory and the different owners who now control access to the land. And a reminder, if you're a survivor of residential school or directly affected and you need to talk to someone, you can call the Indian Residential School Crisis Line 24 hours a day at 1-866-925-4419. And finally... Riots across France continued for a third night in a row. An Algerian-Moroccan teenager, identified as Naël M., was murdered by police during a traffic stop. Protests happened in Marseille, Lyon, Pau, Toulouse, and Lille. As many as 40,000 police officers were dispatched to meet the rioters, reports Al Jazeera. Naël was killed in Nanterre, a Paris suburb. There, people torched cars, barricaded streets, and threw things at police after a vigil was held. Authorities in the nearby city of Clamart imposed a curfew. Bus and tram service was stopped after 9 p.m. on Wednesday. In Marseille, police fired tear gas on young people who were protesting at Le Vieux-Port. 
Protests also happened in Brussels. Cops there were in riot gear and at least one car was burned. The last time there were larger and similar riots, more than 6,000 people were arrested. That was in 2005. Government called a state of emergency over the riots. It all was sparked when two people took cover in a power substation to hide from police where they were electrocuted. In the suburb that it happened, Clichy-sous-Bois, riots started and then spread to the rest of France. Nael M. was the third person to be shot and killed during a traffic stop this year. Since 2017, most of the people who've been killed by French police in traffic stops were racialized. One of the biggest questions that journalists are asking politicians right now is will they declare a state of emergency over the current unrest? Those are your headlines for Friday, June 30th. I'm Nora. Can you believe it's the last day of June? I can't. You're listening to this podcast at sandynora.com or at The Real News Network or syndicated on some campus radio stations across Canada. I hope you have a great week. Hope you have a great day off. Happy Canada Day to those who celebrate and to everyone who's got more sense than that. Wear orange tomorrow. Remember that this is stolen land that we occupy and we have never, ever paid for it. Talk to you on Monday.